With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry, Sunday morning services. We thank you all for coming out today. I am your host, Evangelist Portia Mike along with our co-host, Sister Stephanie Pritchett. We thank God for being here today. And as I say, welcome to everyone that's listening. We thank you so much for coming out, whether you're listening to the live audio or listening to us in the archive. We thank you for coming out. We're going to go right now to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. So if you will bow your head with me, Hallelujah. Go before the throne of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we glorify your name. Lord, as we come before your throne today, mm, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. As we come before your throne today, Lord, speak to our hearts. Hallelujah. Speak to our minds, speak to our spirits and our souls, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive us for anything we said, done, or anything about our very existence that's not like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And put us back in a right standing with you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask you. To bless us this morning, use these two women as your vessels, Lord. Hallelujah. Let us be instruments, hallelujah, of your word. Of change, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of bringing the word forward as it should be, Lord. Our mouth, your word, Lord. Hallelujah. I don't want to say anything that's not like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let your words come through strong and clear. And let the hearts of the people be able to receive your word. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Hallelujah. We're going to bring on Sister Stephanie with our announcements. And then I'm coming back with today's scripture. Get your Bibles handy, your ink pens or your tablet handy. Um... You're going to need to take down some scripture because I want you to go back and I want you to see something. This is something that God dealt with me. It came to me about a half an hour ago. Amen. Hallelujah. So we sat down here and we did a little Bible study ourselves and that's what we're bringing to you. Sometimes God will give you something at the last minute. I prayed off and on all night, but I didn't get it till this morning. But I got it. Hallelujah, and I hope you enjoy today. But right now, here is Sister Stephanie with our announcements. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you all for listening to us. I want to first thank you to foreign countries for listening to us. We have United States, Germany, Ireland, India, uh, Canada, Russia, Australia, Brazil, Zambia, and France. Thank you all for listening. Next, I'll bring the prayer we have the Hayes family, Atisha Davis and family, Lennon Owens, 
Edna Clark, Richard Robinson, Keith Haby, Mish, Monica Batts, Remy Holmes, Emery Holmes, Diane Holmes, Russ Wagner, Diane Wagner, and their granddaughter Abby also keep their ministry in prayer. It says MegaKingdomMinistry.org. We also have Edna Clark, Duff, Eric, Robert, daughter Abby, and granddaughter Mackenzie, and also friend Debbie. Also keep one of my friends, my Facebook friends, in prayer. His father, her father, Isaac, and the one that we're praying for is Faith. She needs a kidney. Also Malik Rose too. that and that should um 
be giving him biotics, um, so pray for him. And also, um, Lennon, Lenny, what's his name? Lenny Owens. Owens. Um, he went to his doctor and already told you about the surgery he had. They wanted to see where the cancer was and how far it had gone. I don't know why he allowed them to do that, because we all know that once you open cancer up and the air hits it, it starts spreading. Even if you close it back, it starts spreading. And now they're telling me that he has, and this was the first of the month, well, actually it was last month. Now they're saying he has three months to live because he has cancer that has literally spread it, and he has three months to live. So just pray for him and his family. He's living life to his fullest right now. He's traveling with his children, and they're bringing him. They live in New York, and they brought him up there for Thanksgiving. I think he's back home right now, but um, they say when you call him, you usually don't get a answer. It's not that he's sick in the bed. It's that he's not there. He is living life to its fullness. He's actually talking about coming back to work until the last minute. I don't think his family's going to let him do that because he's the type of man that does not like being out of work. Amen. He doesn't need the money. Hallelujah. The man was a city bus driver. Then he went to driving buses. He's got the money, a beautiful home and everything, but he likes staying busy. So I'm praying that, you know, everything will be okay with him. And, you know, I know what the doctor said, but I've heard this before. Hallelujah. Stage 4 cancer, they give you so many months, and the person lived beyond those months. So pray with me that he will live beyond those months, and those months will turn into years, and those years will turn into many years. Amen. He's a brother. Hallelujah in Christ. Hallelujah. He's from, what is that, Baptist Church, I think it is. And he's there every day. I think he's an usher. And he's there every day. Every time the door opens, a man is there, you know. And he, he's a lover of God. So, though we don't want him to leave, if God is ready for him to leave, then he's going to take him on home. And guess what? We have a better place over in eternity than he has here. Even though he's living quite good here. But just continue to pray for him. Because I know he doesn't want to. None of us want to leave here. Amen. Hallelujah. So pray for him that God will extend his life. And that that cancer will die at the root. Amen. Hallelujah. Cancer does not have to take us away from here. If you've got some praying people lifting your name up to God. Yes you will. You will live for years more. And I believe, hallelujah, that God can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, also, we'd like to thank all of our military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and all the others that are out there. Amen. Hallelujah. And our first responders, our policemen, our fire department, and our EMTs. Because they are the ones that are there first. When trouble comes, they're there. First thing you hear is sirens, amen, either from the fire department or from the police department, amen. Hallelujah. So all three of them, hallelujah, they're there when you need them. So thank God for them. And your name.
Um, it was something else I wanted to say, and I can't remember what it is right now. But we're going to go on. As you can see, oh, I know what it was. Today is December the 15th. Amen. Two more days before my birthday, y'all. Hey, I'm not getting older. I'm getting wiser. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel like, come on, I don't feel my age. I feel like I felt at, I, I would say, let me go into maturity and say 26, 30 to 30. I don't feel old. I really don't. I'm not old, but I don't feel like I'm where I really am, you know. I still feel like, you know, I want to look around and say, uh, Monica, where are you? Kevin, what are you doing? Charles, behave yourself. But then, you know, you kind of miss that. But all at the same time, you're glad your children are grown. Because when you see the things that they are doing for themselves, it makes you proud. Amen? Hallelujah. Or with Stephanie and Michelle, they are the two youngest, looking at them saying, Shonda, that's her nickname. What are you doing in Michelle's room? <laughs> Michelle, stop hitting that girl. She was in my room. You know, I miss those things sometimes. Because sometimes I would have to laugh. Yet you go again, you know. But, and that was in my early years. So that's where, age-wise, I'm not. But mind-wise, I still am. Amen. And I kind of miss it, but I don't miss it. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway, right now I'm grandma, and I'm waiting for some great-grandchildren. Amen. I've got five grandchildren. Hallelujah. All of them healthy. All of them educated. Amen. Hallelujah. And my children are all educated. College students. Amen. I've got one now in her 40s. She went back to college. She had started out. And then she decided to carry on with her life. But now all her children are grown, and she's back in college. And that geometry is kicking her butt. <laughs> but it's okay, because you know what? I'm seeing God bring her over the hump. Each time she thinks she can't do it, God will come in and say, yes, she can. And she'll pass the course every time. Amen? She's going to do fine. She just finished a semester. Her next semester starts in January. And, I mean, she got grown kids, y'all. And she went back to college. She let them go to school, go through college. And now her baby girl has started out in college with her. But then she found a good job. Amen. And we're hoping she does go back to college. But she suspended that. But now her oldest son is getting ready to go into college. So, see, when parents do children will automatically follow. Amen? Hallelujah. You educate yourself, and those children are going to educate themselves. They're going to make sure they get the education. Children follow the parents. Amen? Hallelujah. But our topic today mm, is law versus grace. We have often heard and I've heard it so much in my lifetime. Mm. We're not under law anymore. We're under grace. 
the way they explained it, law was under Moses, but Jesus brought grace. Now, the law was under Moses. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Those were the laws. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. But that was in the wilderness. They needed those laws. Amen. Before that, they didn't have any laws. They were slaves in Egypt. And they were under Pharaoh's law. But when they got in the wilderness, God gave them an easier law to follow. They weren't slaves anymore. They were free. And then Moses brought on, while they were in the wilderness, I think it was 613 more laws. So they were, I can't say burdened, but they were, uh, what's the word? I can't read it. Laden down with laws. Amen. You couldn't do this and you couldn't do that. If you want to know all the laws, go in the book of Leviticus. All of them in there, you know. I like silk blouses. If I got to get a skirt, if it's wool, to me it's okay. But back in them days, if you did that, that was an abomination. Because that was two mixed animals, amen. Wherever the wool came from, and we know that the silk came from worms, amen. And if you wore that, then you were abomination. You were an abomination. But thank God it's not like that now because I love silk and I like wool. Got to be lying because I'm allergic to it. <coughs> but I do like wool. Hallelujah. Especially wool jackets over a pretty silk blouse. Yes. But those were laws of Moses. That was not the laws of God. God gave Ten Commandments. But there was a reason why they did that back then. Amen. It was under the laws of um, cleanliness, I will call it. Amen. Hallelujah. They didn't have the things then that we have now. So there were certain things they could not do. They could not touch blood. Because if they touched blood, they were unclean. They had to separate themselves from everybody. Go clean up, wash themselves up, and be away from the people for so many days. Amen. Hallelujah. So many things. Go in the book of Leviticus. You'll find them all. But our topic is law versus grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we came on down through history, and I told you a story one time before about how the people decided that they wanted Saul as a king. Mm-hmm. All the other nations had kings except Israel. Israel had prophets who hear it straight from God, from the word, from the mouth of God to the ear of the prophet to the ear of the people. And that's the way God had it in those days. But the people wanted a king, so God allowed them to have a king. And his name was Saul. Not Saul of Tarshish, not the persecutor of the church. But this is Saul, King Saul. Back then, they didn't have names. Amen. The Bible tells me he was tall and handsome. He was a head over every man in that kingdom. In other words, he was the tallest thing out there. Uh-huh. I'm not 
going into that right now, but it makes me makes me wonder who was gone. But he was the tallest thing in the kingdom. So God allowed them to have a king. Samuel went and he anointed Saul as the king. Good looking man. Came from a good family. But Saul had some flaws. Amen. God told him in the what book was that he was in? First Samuel. Go to First Samuel. You will find the whole chapter. Well, not the chapter. Where can you find it at? In the description box. Amen. God told Saul to go and kill the Amalekites, I believe they were. And Saul did. He, you know, he was obedient. He went and he killed them all. Now, there was a group of people there. That he let go. He told him to get out of the way or you're going to get killed too. But God just told him to kill every one of them. Amen? But he didn't. He killed all the women and the children and the men. But that king, he brought back home with him. I guess he was going to use him as a slave. Read First Samuel and it's in the description box and find out. Amen? Hallelujah. Do some studying. Vet me. Amen? Search the matter out. Amen? Hallelujah. But Saul did not obey God. And he came back with the king, brought him in, and then he came back with the bullocks, the oxen, and the sheep. God told him to kill everything. Men, women, the king, the highest one, the lowest one, and every animal in that particular kingdom. He had given him the manpower, the soldiers, amen, to do just what God had told him to do. But Saul decided to do what he wanted to do. Law versus grace. Uh-huh. Saul had here Samuel. He knew Samuel. So he figured, well, you know, all I have to do is ask for forgiveness. And now forgive me. But, you know, I can't pass up these good animals, y'all. Mm -hmm. This is going to bring to my flock. All these sheep, all these oxen, all these cows. Uh-huh. I'm going to bring them back with us. Now, I'm going to take that as my spoil. But that's not what God told him. He said to kill everything there. Because everything there was tainted. Amen. Hallelujah. Idol worshippers. They had been altered some kind of way. That was in the days of the giants, y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Everything in that land was tainted. But Saul decided, we want these in my kingdom. I'm going to bring them back to Israel and they're going to be mine. And I'm going to put them with my sheep and their sheep will be will multiply with my sheep, and their oxen will multiply with my oxen, and their cattle will multiply with my cattle. And I'm going to have even more. Now, what he wanted to do with the king, probably make a display of him, make him a slave. Amen? Saul's mind was a little warped. When I read through that chapter, sounds like his mind was a little warped. Uh-huh. Law versus grace. Let me tell you something. When God gives you a law,
There were things that they could not do that they did in a regular city, amen? And they were constantly moving, so they had no time to build the city. The, the sanitary laws had to be different then, amen? Their behavior needed to be to the point where, okay, we're a group of people, but we got to get this thing in order. So when you got a bunch of people that are out of order, you got a hot mess, amen? So they needed laws to follow. And every one of them knew the law. Moses had the tablets along with him, and he would teach them, hallelujah, ever so often, he would remind them of the, those laws, amen. They all knew them, all ten commandments, and all 613 laws, amen. Hallelujah. But then Christ came.
you're doing that, he said, when you even look at a woman to lust at her, you sin already. So get out of that. Please get out of that. Number one, if you're married, you're committing adultery against your wife. Yes, that is ground for a divorce. It's called cyber adultery. So if you're doing that, you need to get off of it. Go to your wife, apologize, tell her what you've been doing. But you know what? If she's going to divorce you, she's just going to divorce you. Because eventually she's going to find out anyway. Amen? But go to her and apologize. Cut that computer on and don't do it again. Okay? I'm not going that way. So we're going to pull it back in to the topic we're on. Amen? Because a lot of us say, oh, we're getting away with this and getting away with that. And we say, well, the law was for the old testament. We're under the new testament. We are under grace. Okay? I already told you what the law is, the commandments of God, the words of God, ways, words that he has given you, statements that he has given you, laws that he has given you to follow so that you won't fall into sin. And grace, all of you who don't know, is unmerited favor, unearned favor from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So the whole premise now is, well, the law was under Moses, so I don't have to obey that. You know, that's no more. That that, And God has... You know, save me. He has redeemed me. And, you know, I believe in him. And, uh-huh. Yep. And you say, I'm under grace. And we begin to take that grace and stretch it to the limit. I always say they take grace and they stretch it so far that you can see their whole image in it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how far they have stretched grace. Keep on pushing. You're going to fall through it. Amen? Right in the hell. Hallelujah. Yes, it is unmerited favor, but it is not a license to sin. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, what was that scripture, Sister Stephanie? Precious Lord. First. Uh, let not then your good be evil spoken of. Let not your good be evil spoken of. Amen. Yeah, you you're out there and you going to work and you everybody praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you men? Praise the Lord, brother. Yay. Or uh, whatever. But the Bible said, Let not your good be evil spoken of. Not just among men, but do you not know that the angels are watching everything you do? And do you not know that the devil is watching everything you do? He and his demons. And they're speaking evil of you. I don't care if you are apostle, bishop, grand apostle, grand poobah, whoever you are. They see you. Amen. God sees you. So let not your good work be evil spoken of. Amen. And man eventually will peep your whole part. Amen? Because there's nothing here that won't be revealed. It will come out. Don't think because you said
I wish I had outlawed it. Don't need to be on that. But while you sleep at night, your teenage boy and they're looking at the same thing. Mm-mm. Or your teenage girl. Amen? Hallelujah. Mm. Good God Almighty. Law versus grace. Sister Stephanie, would you read the next verse? First Peter 2.16, this is the Passion Translation. As God's loving servants, you should live in complete freedom, but never use your freedom as a cover for evil. All right. Never lose, use your freedom. Yes, you're under grace. Yes, that makes you free. But never use your freedom as a cover for sin. Amen? Just because you're saved, and you say, yes, and I'm full of the Holy Ghost, and I speak in tongues. You want to find out where them tongues coming from. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to be honest with you. Hmm. Like my brother said, uh, <laughs> I'm going to make it 100, you know? Hmm. What? To say that because you're deacon so-and-so or elder so-and-so or evangelist so-and-so, or bishop so-and-so, or overseer so-and-so, or apostle so-and-so, that you can do these things and get away with them. Do you not know that when you do that, you are, it's like throwing daggers at your soul. Your soul is all cut up and wounded. And in your mind, that mess is in your mind. And if you continue to do it, it's going to leave women and you know they got sites on there now for people who are, what do they call that, um, pedophilia? You go, sin to go from one thing to the other. You don't get better and better. You get worse and worse. Amen? And you're looking at a woman today and what she's doing with the man, but tomorrow you're looking at little innocent children that some idiot has taken pictures of and you're getting turned on by them. It gets worse and worse. After the children, then you'll go to the beast. Yeah, that's what happens. Because sin does not get better. Sin gets worse. Amen? When you go against the laws of God, that Satan pulling you out there inch by inch by inch. And grace won't save you. Amen? Hallelujah. You don't push grace to the limit. They can see your image on the other side of grace. Some people have fallen through it. Don't tell me, uh, oh, you know, y'all, you, you wrong. No, no. You know what? If you fuss in that much, your life ain't right. Amen. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace was put there just in case you happen to fall. Now, when I say fall, you happen to sin, because we are not perfect. Amen? But there are certain things you know better than to do. And when you go back and back and back and back over and over again, yeah, you know better. Now, but what you will say, oh, I ain't worried about God understands. You know, we covered in grace. I have grace. I'm covered in grace. Oh, God, your God glory left you a long time ago when you put your eyeballs on whatever you put your eyeballs on or when you stole whatever you stole or when you did whatever you did was that 
Would you read all those again? <coughs> I want you to remember these scriptures. Romans fourteen sixteen. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. Romans fourteen sixteen. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. Amen. Because when they find out what you're doing, your name is going to get out there. And when your name gets out there, then you're an embarrassment to God and all of heaven, plus your family and yourself. Amen? Your whole neighborhood. Come on. Yeah. Oh, they know good. Oh, man, I saw him down there in the bar last night. Uh, oh, my God. Is that your apostle in the club? And don't tell me you're there to witness. Because they're not going to believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's be real about it. Say, let us be 100. Amen. What's the next scripture? First Peter 2.16. As God's loving servant, you should live in complete freedom, but never use your freedom as a cover of evil. First Peter 2.16. Never use your freedom as a cover up for sin. Because God has forgiven you. Amen. So don't use grace, unmerited favor. Don't use that as a cover-up for sin. Don't go and say, well, you know, I, I know I'm wrong. Well, God understands. He understands I've got this habit. I can't break it. He understands I need the money, and I'm so I'm going to sit. He don't do that. Yeah, he understands, all right. He understands that you don't mean to do right. Amen. And hear that you keep on and on and on, and you take it. Oh, I'm under grace. I'm under grace. I'm under. Grace is not an excuse for sin. Grace is in case you do sin, and it will cover you. But if you continue to sin, grace doesn't even cover you. Grace has its limits too. Amen. Even God gets tired, y'all. Amen. But if you will come back to Him. Ask for forgiveness and never, ever go back and do it again. Then he will forgive you. Remember the scripture, if my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Come on now. Be for real with yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Oh, God understands. Yeah, he understands that you don't want to do right. Sister Stephanie, is there any more? Okay. And I'd like to apologize for her to her for saying she's sleepy. But knowing her, she is a girl, a working girl. And she's also in school online because she stays here most of the time, you know, with Mama. And um, she's, yeah. This child is up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, online, doing a class. Amen. She's trying to expand her horizon. You know, she's a uh, uh, website designer, so now she's in there and she's learning even more HTML and coding and a whole bunch of stuff that I have no idea what it is because I'm not a techie. Amen. But she has a brain like, I, I said, my God, how do you know all of this stuff? Anyway, that's a little shot for Sister Stephanie and Web by Steph, um, Web Design. And you all know, and you've heard the commercials, that she's down right now because she started to decide to take up some more to expand her.
give it to you at the end. Amen? Hallelujah. But, as I said, don't use grace as an excuse. And never, ever say the law doesn't exist anymore. That was in Moses' day. Uh, I got a surprise for you. Surprise! The law still exists. There's a commercial on TV about Eminem and Santa Claus. And the Eminem sees Santa Claus and say, oh, you do exist. Santa Claus turns around and says the same thing. Oh, and he passes out. Mm-hmm. That's the way you are right now. When you find out the law still does exist, are you passing out yet? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? It does. What is the law? It's called the Holy Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, it's God's Word. God is His, God's Word is His law. Amen? Hallelujah. And His law is His Word. Amen? So don't think you're getting away with anything. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you another little secret, too. When you in your sin, God, He loves you so much that He'll keep nudging you and nudging you. And you'll feel guilty, and then you'll go back. And He'll nudge you a little bit more. And, you, and He protects you up to a point. Amen. Hallelujah. But He ain't going to let you go like talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. It's like you're there. And you're getting ready to cross the street, and your dad or your mom see this 18-wheeler way off over the hill, and they know that you're not going to make it across that street on that tricycle in time. So they come, and they pull you back, and you're fighting, no, no, let me go. That's the way some of you are about the law and about sin, because law is to keep you from sinning. Is to tell you which way to go, right or left, straight or back. Amen. And well, I'll put I'll put it this way: right, left, or straight. God never goes back. Amen. The law is there to help you to see that what you're doing is wrong. And if you stay in the Word of God, you won't have to worry about it because you have the law in your heart. He says, "Thy word." David said it. Thy law. Have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you? Get in his word. Put his law, his word in your heart so that you won't sin against him. Amen. Oh, that message you're doing out there. Whatever it is, if it goes against the word, then let it go. Hallelujah. Depend on grace to cover you. Amen. Because grace will warn you, too. That's that little thing that's nudging you. You know you're wrong. Amen? Hallelujah. You know you're wrong. Law versus grace. Conclusion. Law still exists. And if you keep on sinning, you will push your way through grace and right into hell. Amen? If you keep on sinning, you have literally took the word of the Lord and made it of none effect. Amen. You took the laws of God and made it of none effect. Hallelujah. And 
when you do that, then there is no more hope for you until you repent. Then you can get back under grace. But while you are out there sinning, you're going against the law, which is sin. Amen? Know that going against God's law is sin. His law is his word. Amen? And his word is his law. Amen? It's a covenant between you and him. You're breaking that covenant. And boy, there are dire penalties to breaking a covenant. Go back in the Old Testament and find out what happens to people who broke a covenant. That's why I use Saul. Saul broke a covenant between himself and God, and he suffered for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't do that. Don't put yourself in jeopardy like that. Your family in jeopardy. Your soul in jeopardy. You don't want to end up in the lake of fire or in hell. Because I found out something. Hell does exist. And if you ever enter into it, you never get out of it. Because the Bible says that in the last days, after the tribulation, after the millennium, that hell will be cast over into the lake of fire. There is nothing written in the Bible that says the people who are in hell will ever come out. It says hell shall be cast in the lake of fire. So once you get in there, there's no exit. Hallelujah. You make the choice. Obey God's word and his law. Same thing. Obey that covenant. Don't break it. And if you should fall, that's where grace comes in at. Amen. That's that little cushion there that you have. He doesn't give you permission to fall, but he understands. That's why he came down here in the flesh. He understands what flesh goes through. Amen. And he knows there are certain things that you do not have to do. You know the word. If you're listening to me this day and you've been going on for a while, it's too much word. Hallelujah. The word of God, that is. You've got a lot of other words out here that's not of God. But it's too much of the word of God out here for you to go and do the things that you're doing. What you're doing is putting your life in danger. Amen? Don't be a soul trying to fool God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when you continue to do the same sin over and over and over and over and breaking God's law, hmm, then you're in trouble, brother or sister. You are in trouble. So my advice to you is go before the throne of God. Hallelujah. Ask for forgiveness and ask for the grace to be restored. It is not a license to sin. Carte Blanc, Ibiza, uh, America Express Gold or whatever. It's not saying, here you go, here's grace. You can go and sin all you want to. No, that's not what it is. Because see, in the midst of that sin, the rapture is going to occur and you're going to be lost. If you be found, hallelujah, in a sin, when the rapture occurs, you are lost. That's all it is to it. So get yourself together. Get out from under sin. Hallelujah. Obey the laws of God. His laws have been summed up. The laws, rather, that Moses made are the laws that he had back in the beginning. They have been summed up in two laws. Love the Lord thy God with all our heart, all thy mind, and all thy soul. And all we put all your being, everything that's in you. And love thy neighbor.
falling and falling and falling and sinning and sinning and sinning, then you don't mean to do right. And God is not a fool. He does not have boo-boos of fool written across his face. Amen. He know you don't mean to do right. Hallelujah. Obey the laws of God, which is his word, and stop pushing grace to the max. One day you're going to fall through it. Amen. That's our scripture today, our sermon today. Amen. Law versus grace. Hallelujah. One is not an excuse not to do the other. Amen. Obey God's laws. Amen. Obey his word. Get in the word first so that you can know what the word says so that you can obey them. But if you decide not to obey his law and continue in the way that you're going and you know that it is sin, then you can't be redeemed twice. Amen? Hallelujah. But that's what grace comes in. So stop sinning. Stop what you're doing. You know it's wrong. Go to God. Repent. And his grace will save you. For we are saved by grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let yourself lose out on your salvation. Because you don't want to stop going against God's law. Going against God's word. Amen. Gird up your loins and stand up like a man or a woman. And say, I will not do this thing again. I will not break God's law again. Amen? Hallelujah. And don't do it. It is in you not to sin. You don't have to sin. Sin does not have charge over you. you got charge over sin. Especially you who have the Holy Spirit. You say you got the Holy Spirit. If you got the Holy Spirit, why are you just sinning? Tell me that. Why are you doing all the things that God said not to do? You better check your salvation. Amen. Come on, this will be you. Ain't got to pay for it yet. Check your salvation. Make sure that you are obeying God, His rules, His words. Amen. Make sure. Amen. So when we get up out of here, in the rapture, yeah, I know most of y'all don't believe in the rapture, but it's I want to see you going up in the rapture. When I get over in the heaven and walk in those golden streets, I want to see your face. Yeah, I stop sinning and I fade it in. Amen. That name is
or you're lifting it to somebody's husband or somebody's wife, whether online or in person, or you're speaking with somebody's husband, we're not going to go there, amen? But you're telling a lie, you're stealing from your job. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.